Hello, everyone. Eric with Blue Collar Nation, the podcast dedicated to making blue collar service business owners' lives better. Uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about the lives of my fellow blue collar service business owners. Um, I want to talk a bit, little bit about what this podcast is about and why it exists. And then a little bit about my story and my entree into owning a blue collar service business. So first, why are we doing this podcast? Uh, my business partner, Larry, and I have started this podcast. Uh, every day will be a little bit different that we do. Uh, some days it will just be me. Some days it might just be Larry. Uh, a lot of times it will be both of us. Uh, some days it will be like today where I'm just talking. And then other days we'll have guests. Um, we are going to be authentically ourselves. Um, sometimes the language might be a little salty because Larry and I can be a little salty and a lot of our guests can be too. So we'll try to keep that to a minimum, but um, I'll try to watch my language. But um, what we really want to do is talk about what it's really like to own a blue collar service business. And we know uh, with you know decades of experience in my part it's hard work, man. And it can, it can grind on you. And, uh, if we can do anything to make any blue collar entrepreneur's life, just that much better than it's mission accomplished for us. Um, we have loved owning a blue collar service business. We own a water restoration company and a carpet cleaning company. Um, and we know that our lives are not easy, long hours, lots of stress, uh, lots of customer care and lots of employee care. So uh, it can be a grind, but that's uh, that's why we're here. So I want everybody to think back a little bit. Think back to when it was that you decided that you were going to own your own business, that you were going to take that entrepreneurial plunge. Michael Gerber of the Emoth calls it the entrepreneurial seizure, uh, which is a very apt term. Um, I can remember exactly when it was for me. Uh, I had worked up in a business where I was running a lot of technicians and um, I was running, all, I was VP of operations for, for a decent sized company. And, you know, look, from the outside, my love, my life looked amazing. I was making more money than I ever thought I would make in my whole life. I owned two homes and life was good. The only problem was, I was getting bored. I was getting restless. I wanted to make my own mark. I wanted to do things my own way. And I was becoming dissatisfied with what's most people's dream job. Uh, and I think the reason for that is, is that I'm not wired for working for other people. I'm wired for working for myself. The problem was, is that I was really good at one aspect of, of this job of mine which is why I had risen up the ranks and I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't really understand what running my own business from scratch would, would be. Um, but, you know, to backtrack a little bit from that, all of us start with a dream. We have an idea that we can do it better or that we can, you know, do something unique and special and, uh, and then also create a life for us and our family that, we don't think we can get with our, with our job for somebody else. And when I think back now, it's, it's kind of laughable. You know, I had this nice house, 
looked down over a mountain valley. I was sitting kind of up up top and I would look out. I would, everybody would go to bed in my house and I'd sit on my couch and look at the lights down this valley and I would dream up of what my ideal business would look like. And I would walk through it in my head. I'd walk through the shop. I'd, I'd go through the trucks in my head, you know, and then I'd start going to, you know, how much money I was going to make, where the building would be, uh, you know, what the customers look like. And then most importantly, what my lifestyle was going to look like, you know, because I really thought, it, you know, I could, I could go be a salesman several, you know, a few hours a day, which I was good at sales. So that wasn't going to be an issue. And then I would have these awesome technicians who would go do all the work. And in the interim, I'd go ride my bike or ski or the things that I love to do in my spare time. And that I could get away with that and still make great money. And, and you know, have happy staff as well. Um, and I would focus on that. I would go over and over in my head. Okay. You know, I'll get in, get everybody out the door. I'll go do a few calls. I'll sell a bunch of stuff. I'll sneak off. I'll ski for three hours. I'll come back, check on everybody, make sure they're good and go home. Eight hour day, three hours of skiing in that eight hours. Uh, that was my dream. That was basically the reason I really wanted to, to go out on my own because I was working, oh, 60 to 70 hours a week for someone else and, and doing really well financially, but um, the passion was just not there. So anyway, I finally decided to take the plunge and uh, I got my college roommate, Larry, to join me and we started a cleaning and restoration business and nothing in the world could have looked less like that dream than what I ended up with. I, uh, we started our business January 2nd, 2008. And for all of you historians there, that's right about when the Great Recession hit. We had no clients. We had no network. We had no nothing. And we went on scramble mode for probably about three years. The problem was is that each of us had a few skills that we thought were enough to carry us through our entrepreneurial journey. What we didn't know is what we didn't know. We didn't realize what it was going to take with all the admin work, how to market correctly. We both could sell pretty well, so that wasn't an issue. But just getting the work and building, building a clientele, building a real business, a mature business was a, a long way off for us. So I left my cool job that paid me a lot, a lot of money took a job that paid me no money. Not only did it not pay me any money or Larry, but it cost us lots of money because we were losing money monthly with building and vehicles and all that. And add on top of that, uh, you know, an economy that had just completely gone in the tank. So we scrambled and we scrambled for years uh, working any job we could get. We didn't even have any technicians. So, you know, I was doing all the work as was Larry and, um, we just were grinding, trying to stay alive. Then as that started to get better, it was time to start hiring staff. We'd finally gotten a name for ourselves. The marketing we had learned how to do was working. And and that's actually where the shit hit the fan. Um, we had been kind of doing well. We had gotten in this place where we had been doing pretty well financially, just working on the truck, the two of us. 
But the problem was we were starting to get more work than we could handle. And I know this happens all the time. It's that thing where, all right, well, it's time to get an employee. So, you know, we get an employee and we don't know how to manage that person correctly. We don't know how to lead that person correctly. And next thing you know, we have two employees and then we have 10 employees and then we have 15 employees and then we have 30 employees. And what happened for us was along the way, Larry and I were just running, 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 marketing, trying to bring in enough business to keep these guys employed, but nobody was training them. Nobody was making sure that they were engaged or like their jobs or were doing a good job. And then what happens is the owner runs around and not only markets to keep the employees working, but then runs around putting out fires all day because the employees aren't trained. And I know that was not unique to us in any way. Uh, I have many, many blue collar owner friends and they have mostly experienced the same thing. So after many years of struggle uh, and a lot of studying and, and seminars and, you know, I finally created a system where I could get a handle. You know, we brought that number from 30 down to 17, 18 was kind of our sweet spot. And, and then I worked on, you know, getting those employees engaged, but we're talking a decade out of my life. So from the day that I decided to take the plunge and become an entrepreneur, basically to the day where my life got even remotely decent was 10 years of my life, an entire decade. And that decade was at the expense of my children's childhood, at the expense of my marriage, where I was working 80, 90 plus hours a week, seven days a week often, uh, just to keep the doors open. That is not an entrepreneurial dream. That's an entrepreneurial nightmare. And I think that entrepreneurial nightmare is extremely common amongst blue collar service businesses. Uh, most of us are technically inclined and we're good at whatever technical portion of our job we do. So we think that that's going to translate into being good business owners, good managers, good leaders. And uh, at least in my case, nothing was further from the truth. And it took a long, long time. I, the good news is Larry and I both were uh, had a mindset of personal improvement and growth. So we were willing to get coaching and willing to get help. And it still took us 10 years to figure this out. So how many of you guys are in that 10 years right now where your life sucks, where you are a slave to your business and it is no fun and you just keep wondering, why am I doing this? Should I go back on the truck myself? Should I just be chucking a truck, a one man show? I just want to, you know, my employees are driving me crazy. This would be so much easier if I didn't have them. And then you realize, holy crap, I'm 40 years old or I'm 45 years old. I can't do the physical labor that my guys can do. Uh, that definitely happened to us the few times we had wanted to throw in the towel and have those guys, you know, just let them go. And we'd go back on the truck when we were making money and things were more fun. But the difference was we had gone from 35 to 45 years old and our bodies had broken down from doing a lot of manual labor over the years. So you know, that's not the answer either for most people. You know, most people need a staff in a blue collar service business because as they age, they can't be on the truck for very long. 
or they get injured a lot, you know? So anyway, um, I'm beating a dead horse. What we're going to do on this podcast is basically give you guys ideas every week to improve that, to get closer to the dream and further away from the nightmare. Uh, I'm going to get guests in here who have lived it just like, like we have, uh, you're, you know, hopefully you'll relate well to them. You know, you know, you may not relate to what I'm saying to saying, but maybe Larry, what he's saying resonates with you. You know, we're just going to get as many people in here and talk about as many aspects of this as we can, because I don't want anybody to ever live the decade that I lived. It was awful. I'm still trying to get relationships with my kids to a point where I don't have regret every day because I miss so much of their childhood. And I miss that childhood because I was running around putting out fires for my guys. Um, You know, it's funny. It didn't seem so terrible when we were doing it because it's kind of like that story of if you put a frog in boiling water, it jumps out. But if you put a frog in a pan of water that's, you know, room temperature, then you slowly turn up the heat. It just, you know, cooks itself to death. That's what my experience with my service business was for the greater part of a decade. I got used to that lifestyle. I think many people get used to that and it just doesn't have to be that way. So next week, Larry's going to be on and we're going to go through our story. Uh, Larry's a hoot. He's uh, He's got a big personality. So we're going to tell some stories of some of the stuff we've gone through. I'm sure you guys will relate well to that. And then uh, after that, we're going to, in the next few weeks, start having some guests on. So Eric with uh, Blue Collar Nation, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks a lot.